Good evening. Welcome to the PSI Monthly Teleseminar. My name is Kat, and I will be your host for this evening. And on behalf of PSI Seminars, welcome to the call. PSI has been offering personal growth seminars around the world for over 40 years. And each month on these calls, we explore tools and techniques from the PSI Basic course as a free resource for you in your ongoing personal growth and self-improvement. For those of you who are new to PSI Seminars and would like to find out more about the PSI Basic Seminar or any of our advanced courses, you can go to PSISeminars.com where you'll find information about all of our seminars as well as the dates and locations for upcoming classes. Again, that's PSISeminars.com. The topic for tonight's call is intention, which is something that we work with in the PSI Basic course as one of the exercises related to overcoming obstacles and achieving your goals. We do have quite a few people on the line here, and we will get to as many questions as we can. First, I would like to introduce your speaker for tonight. We have a very special guest with us this evening, Mr. Todd Campbell. He began his journey with PSI Seminars in 2000 by attending the PSI Basic Seminar, and then in 2005 he became an instructor for the class. As a direct result of using the tools from the PSI courses, he has started multiple companies, creating the liberty to spend his time having amazing relationships with family and friends and having a phenomenal marriage. He has balance in his life in all areas. He is a very successful businessman, a dynamic speaker, and a true family man. Todd, are you with us? Yes, I am. Well, thank you for the introduction, Kat. Uh, you know, the the only thing I thought as I was sitting there listening to it was uh, today, it's a good thing I have uh, some understanding of that topic we're going to talk about this evening in tension, uh, because balance comes much easier on some days than it does others. Uh, so always, always that elusive moving item that we want to keep track of. So I'm uh, definitely looking forward to this evening and speaking to the power of intention. And, uh, you know, it's almost funny we can start right there because... In my mind, those two words are really synonymous. Um, we talk about the power of intention, but in all reality, intention is power. So it's almost like the words are interchangeable. And the way I'm going to start to explain that, to paint a little bit of a picture, is whatever we really get clear on, I mean absolute clarity, in my opinion, mixed with action, is what's always going to cause the best result. A lot of people have a lot of talent out there, and oftentimes they sit unutilized or not fully, if you will, maximized because people don't have the clarity around what it is they really would be doing with these talents if they were going all out. It's not that they don't have the ability to. Oftentimes it's not that they don't even have the, I'm almost going to say, inner calling of let's go. There's got to be more to life than this. It's just that they haven't gotten clear about it yet. Everybody has the potential to be amazing and to be fulfilled in their life on their terms. Very few people meet it at a level that they truly would say, if this was the last day, there's nothing I would change. Where I'm going to start is on that item of clarity. And when we talk about intention, I think the first thing that I want to clear up is the misnomer that sometimes, you know, I intended to do this or I intended to do that, but it never happened, has anything to do with intention. Um, true intention, when you hit it, it's a meaningness and a beingness and a willingness to do everything at your disposal with every and any item you can find around you as far as leverage, a mechanism, a relationship, and take full advantage of every resource at your disposal in a clean way to move it and get it there. And so true intention means being so clear about what it is that you want that it's almost as if the blinders start to be removed about everything that's at your resource as far as a tool, a leverage, a path, or let's even say the very next stepping stone that you could take to get there. That's why getting where you want to be or, if you will, manifesting what it is you want comes at a very high rate of speed when your intention is clear. Now, it may not come as fast as you'd like it to, but it sure does come a heck of a lot faster when 
if you will, you're using every item at your disposal. And so if everybody on the call was to sit back and kind of, if you will, I don't think we ever reach perfection. In fact, the only place I found perfection is in the dictionary, and it was while I was looking up the definition of intention today as well. And not that you're ever going to be perfect. I hope you're going to be of excellence and live the life of your dreams. But if you were to rate yourself as far as every area of your life that you would consider a pivotal piece of your life, whether that be your relationships, your wealth, your finances, your happiness, your leisure, um, all of the areas that you say would be anchor points in your life, if you were to rate them all 1 to 10, as far as you absolutely love it or, boy, I've got some work to do. If you were to say that I'm not anywhere close to the scale of almost all at 10, then I would say that intention is something that is going to be very powerful for you to start to use. I truly believe every human being has the capacity to have a great life. In fact, it's a very philosophy here at Sci Seminars, and it's what the basic seminar really starts to pull out of people and really unearth is all of that amazing, if you will, talent that we have to live the life of our dreams. And so the ironic thing, Chad, is uh, when I looked at the brochures and, uh, if you will, the advertisements for tonight's call, there was a, uh, a bow and an arrow, an archer, if you will, and that made perfect sense because if I was to equivalent everything I just said, everybody has a bow, if you will, the opportunity to really spring themselves forward, to launch forward at high items at high rates of speed. But very few of us will ever even put the arrow, if it makes sense, on the string, let alone pull it back and launch it. And so I'm just going to ask everybody to get really clear if there was at least one area in your life that you'd like to expound in, that you'd like to have more, bigger, better, or different. Because once you learn how to use intention, you can use it with all different items. But just think about one thing. Maybe you want to get in better physical shape. Maybe you want to, if you will, have that new dream home, the dream job, whatever it is. Get clear about something you'd want more, bigger, better, or different in your life. And then if you were to be real honest with yourself on a daily basis, let's just take it in one day period, how many times do you think you would think about the positive, perfect end result, either seeing yourself in that perfect position, thinking about the action step you're going to take today so that you take at least a action step today towards it, telling other people about it, especially if you have a group of people that you care about that hold each other at a high level of accountability, and asking almost, if you will, for support and being accountable for moving forward, um, researching if you will, what would be a great mechanic to get there, any area that you could lump into, if you will, a due diligence process of either thought, action, or taking a step forward, how much time are you really spending on that dream item currently? And if that's a question where you just sat there like I did when I started to ask myself this question many years ago, and you were able to almost have to struggle to even think if you had spent a single moment today in any pursuit of it, even a thought of it, even seeing the positive end result, taking a step of action, that's a clear sign of where we might be right now as far as our use of intention. And that's what I mean by some people would have all the talent, they just don't ever put the arrow on the string. And so as you start to get clear about what it is you want, where intention really starts to come in, because it's just a thought, it's a desire, it's a want. And it'll continue to be those things until you truly take that added advantage of the power of intention. And so one thing I'm going to definitely suggest out of this call is, if what we're talking about is getting so crystal clear Maybe everybody here would understand this analogy. If you've ever read a book where the author explained everything in such great and vivid detail from the characters and the depth of your understanding of them to the scenery to the time period to, if you will, the whole explanation of it being so vivid and in color that you could close your eyes and see it in your mind. And many of us would say, our mind is such a powerful thing. If the author was that good at creating that picture, 
boy, whoever was going to turn it into a movie better have been darn good at the movie adaptation. Otherwise, people would be very disappointed. They'd go see the movie and they'd say, boy, the book was better. My mind, the pictures in it were better. If you could get to a space where, literally, you can see it so clearly, that's what starts to take the blinders off. That's intention. When you would only accept one single result, that there's no other option in your mind or in your heart that is acceptable. You get so clear. I'm going to suggest maybe there's people on the line that weren't clear about the automobile that they were going to buy, so they went to the dealership and didn't do the research, didn't have the clear picture of what it was they wanted, and might have ended up with a car that might be waiting till the lease is up to turn it in. It may not be their dream color of the car they would have picked. Maybe they would have much rather have had different options on another one. And so we've all at some point gotten something that was less than what we absolutely were positive we wanted it, but that was because we weren't positive what it was we wanted. And so the one thing I'm going to just say that in my experience, and I can only speak for myself and my experiences, I think that's the most impactful thing about the work we do here at SIA Seminars is it is interrelated learning, interrelated to yourself. Experiential learning, because we learn the most from our own experiences. I knew intention very well out of the work that I've done here in size seminars. In fact, it was my clear intention what my marriage would look like. And my wife and I sat down and worked on a long time so that both of our intentions were fully considered and we're really coming to the best years of our marriage after 20 years using these tools. Same thing that I'm doing with my sons as far as turning those relationships from young man to man and man and man to young man. But starting to move past the just, you know, father and son and really becoming men together. It all takes intention. It takes being willing to change the picture and see it in the moment now and what it is you want. And so there's always been times in our life when we had intention. Um, maybe you just haven't created one in a while. I think uh, everyone in my neighborhood, uh, the reason we're an anomaly and still married after 20-some years and being high school sweethearts is so many people you know, decide they want to get started in life and they see this picture and they go and they get it and then they don't ever keep setting intention or setting the pictures out there of what they want next and then they start to be maybe not a good steward of what they already had and maybe start to lose it all and so the biggest experience I've had in intention in the last well since my battle with cancer it was my clear intention to overcome stage 4 cancer which I was told I wasn't going to I used these tools and my clear intention of what I was going to do all the way down to my last chemotherapy session went the way exactly that I pre-decided it was going to look. Showed up with no hair, so I wore a Billy Ray Cyrus mullet. We brought jello shots for the nurses, and my wife and I partied in the oncology room with my last chemotherapy treatment. You can make the decisions to live your life the way you want. We got the tools here at Sci Seminars to really back you in that. And so that story of clearest intention that I have, and maybe this will sum it all up before we move into some of the questions, is it was a year ago on May 5th that uh, I found out truly at an even deeper level what the power of intention is capable of if you will leverage it. My youngest son, uh, Caden, he's 10 years old. We experienced something uh, up in the mountains. We were practicing our range skills, and my 13-year-old's shotgun experience to hang fire and my 10-year-old son that was 10 yards down line behind him, not in direction of fire, but backwards from him, got the burst of the explosion and we almost lost him. We were 50 miles up in a canyon. Uh, it was my father, my MLS brother, Mr. Gardner, myself, and we had to figure out how to get my son out of there and get him seen and uh, he was not in good shape. Um, when one of your children goes down, you do anything trade, to trade places with them, to take that pain, to do anything. But when that wasn't the option to take this place for him, which would have been my first option, the only other option there was, my 100% clear intention was that he was going to be okay. That was the only acceptable outcome. I mean, there was not another picture that could be held there was not another acceptable outcome in the world 
and that is 100% clear intention. And I'm going to just say, uh, without making a long story, we had to do everything to get him out of that canyon, get him to uh, be seen where he could be flight for life to, and get down to Denver. Five surgeries, of plastic surgery, you name it later. Uh, I'm proud to tell you, he's, he's here. And our intention was clear with the prayer circle that was around him. He recovered so well. And uh, he's back up to his old tricks. I watched him do his first front flip uh, on a scooter off a 30-foot ramp uh, just a couple days ago. So he's my one that's all together with pins and needles because it's clear, his clear intention that uh, he's a free bird. <laughs> but when there's only one acceptable outcome, when you get that clear, when you can see it, breathe it, feel it, want it, and take it on like that, that's intention. That's putting the arrow on the string and picking a direct if you will, target, and not being afraid to let it fly. And when you can see it that clearly, when your intention gets that clear that you would do anything to have it, that you will see it, breathe it, eat it, use every tool at your disposal. We have some great ones here at SciSem, our screen of the mind being one of them, that exercise intention mechanism in the basic, to truly then take those tools and really launch them forward. The first part is to get really clear about what you want. What has your intention been up to this point? If you look at every area of your life, if you currently don't weigh what it is you weigh, want to weigh right now, unfortunately your intention hasn't been to be in the perfect size for you. If you don't have the amount of resources at your disposal, whether that be wealth in the form of money or wealth in the form of time, liberty to spend, I'm going to say your intention hasn't been 100% clear to have so. And so... In that clarity, truly, it's an opportunity to decide, what is it I want? What would I do anything for? What are the things in my life that are non-negotiable? Some quick tips I have for you on, literally, how can I use intention? You know, get clear about something you want. Get really clear about it. Write it down. Put it post-it notes. Write it on the mirror. Keep it in front of you. Keep your intention with you. Share your intention with somebody would be a step two. It's a way that, you know, you can really supportively hold yourself accountable to taking action. Tell those that you care most about what it is you really want, whether that's your spouse, your partner, your children. It's an amazing form of accountability. And then ask them to stay with you to help you keep clear on it. Surround yourself with support. It's an amazing option. Number three, do something today. Take an action step every day. Do something today to demonstrate your commitment to your intention. Well, as I said, if you could sit back in the evening and go, what did I do towards what it was I said I wanted? Was my intention really clear? Well, if you took action steps every day, it's an amazing opportunity to not only start to build a higher self-estimate, higher self-esteem, but to see every day that you're getting closer to what it is you want. It's almost like it gives it more color, gives it more breath. Your intention gets stronger. The power comes faster. Number four. Acknowledge what you did. Acknowledge what you did. When you do what you say, acknowledge it. And then the next thing is take the next step. If you were taking, as I said, a step every day, it's an amazing opportunity. But always acknowledge yourself for where you're going and what you're doing, especially when you're taking things on that are in alignment with you. There's an amazing power inside of yourself. As I said in the beginning, I really think that the two words, intention and power, are synonymous. There is power intention and intention, but getting intention is truly the power in having what you want. And once you put that, if you will, arrow on the string and have a direct place you're looking to put it, it's amazing how your opportunities, the resources, all the perfect things will start to show up in your life. It's another way to practice the law of attraction, being clear about what you want and allowing the universe to align with you. You know, I love what Deepak Chopra said. It's not even your job to figure out what it is that you, or how it is that you should get what it is you want. It's not even your job to know exactly how it's going to come to you. It's your job to get extremely clear about it, see it so clearly, and put it out there to the universe in such a proportion that you allow the universe to deliver it to you because it always knows the quickest, fastest, and easiest way for you to get it if you'll just put yourself in that stream and swim with it. So, can I think that's 
a lot of what I have to say. I know we got some questions, so I don't want to overdo it. I want to give some time to the questions. Anything you have? Yes, we do have some questions. Uh, this was a great uh, teaching that you had here. So wonderful that you shared some of the you know real instances where you had absolute clear intention and uh it'll be great to tie that into some of the questions that we have here um so first of all we have a question from andrea who wants to know if you have any practical tips on best setting your intention well you know that's a great question and absolutely you know, you can start to practice the power of intention and setting clear intention immediately. The nice thing about intention, it's not like your attention, if you will, where you only have so much of it. With intention, you can use it unlimitedly. And so, as we know, the things that we'll take on and practice are the things that we'll actually continue to use. If we hear a great thing and we don't necessarily get a way to practice it or put it into use, generally speaking, it's, uh, let's just say it, Action trumps everything. It's not of much use to us. So you can start to practice immediately with intention. Um, here's some great examples uh, you can start with. Before you get out of bed, you can intend to have a fun or productive day. Literally set your intention. If you're not even sure what you're really shooting at yet, you can go for it. You can uh, Before you leave the house, you can intend to have the quality time with your family or roommate that you really want to have. Uh, before you start your car, you can intend to have a safe ride to work. Literally see it absolutely feel it emotionally before you enter your workplace you can intend to learn something new or be more helpful than you've ever been or step into a new area of leadership and really it's amazing that the spots will just start to appear before the the meeting begins you can intend to be brilliant or be calm or maybe like i did hope you weren't going to say anything that drew anybody back from using what tools they're already using that are working so those are some areas, but as far as that goes, just pick something. That's the biggest trouble most people face in getting after what it is they want is starting. It's the hardest part. It's, it's the one that holds everybody back. So start with something easy. Work your way up. Simple, healthy habits. Just do it. Okay? Okay, next we have a question from Annette. And uh, she wants to know, how long each day am I to concentrate on my intention? And is an intention the same as a goal? All right. Well, I heard that as a two-part question. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take on part one, which the way I heard it was, how much time should I spend each day uh, on it? You know, I'm at the point in my life where I spend a minimum of 20 minutes a day in an exercise that I learned in the basic seminar. Uh, they call it Screen of the Mind. That is just a phenomenal, and that would be, you know, visually seeing everything the way I want it to go, seeing the picture, holding the image. It's an amazing technique. I, I've used it every, well, I can't say every day. <laughs> I've used it every time I put my mind to it and do it. It's an amazing opportunity. And so it's going to be, I'm going to suggest one of those things that you can work up to, but if you were spending, and as I kind of mentioned when I was going over my information on the call, you were to sit back at the end of the day and know you spent 10, 15, 20 minutes on at least knowing that you've taken a step, done some action, seen it in some sort of a visual source, I think that's an amazing opportunity. What you'll find is I'm not going to ask you to stop there, though, because once you start spending even five minutes, 10 minutes, as I said, start easy. Break into it. Go as far as you can go right now. What you'll find is if you start spending even five minutes a day, ten minutes a day, getting clear on what you want your day to look like, spending time on something on your dream, even if it's five minutes every day, you will be drawn to it. Five minutes might turn to ten minutes, twenty minutes might turn to forty minutes, and the funny thing is, is you'll watch your manifestations start to come in, and then you just really get to decide and staying in balance. How much attention do I want to give this item today? And staying in balance, how much attention do I want to give this item today? So it's going to be a sliding scale. But if the hidden trick is, well, if I hear i got to spend 20 minutes to even start, I'm not going to, then great, start with two. But no matter what, get it going. The other question or part of it that I heard was, is it different than a goal? Is intention different than a goal? And I'm going to say it can 
be if it's effective. Oftentimes we set goals because it's, oh, let's say around New Year's, it's a societal thing to do. Or if our friends are getting in shape for the summer, then it's, uh, you know, I'm going to do it to be in relationship with these people. Or I can set a goal to clean out my closet just because it's a total disaster right now. I can even set a goal to make money because I'm not currently where I want to be financially. I can set a goal to have a mate because I'm tired of being single. But see, when we set goals from those spaces, if you listened acutely or heard the little tagline in there, oftentimes when I work with people, I can ask them what it is they want. And what they can't get quite clear on is exactly what it would look like to have what they want. What they're much more clear, spend much more time thinking on is, I can sure tell you what I don't want. I don't currently weigh what I want to weigh. I currently don't make what I want to make. I currently don't have the person I want to have. And so they set goals around those things, but that's the beauty. They never got clear on, well, then what exactly is it you do want? The perfect picture of what would the perfect end result be? And then that's intention, if that makes sense. When you get so clear on what it is you want, that you'll take every resource, every step, really be rigorous and disciplined in your actions. So it depends on where the goal is set from. If the goal is set out of 100% intention, goals can be powerful. If goals are set to just move from a space we're currently not happy with, we'll find ourselves right back there. Jack? Uh, perfect. So uh, here's a question from Billy. Uh, his question is, how do I stay consistent? Ooh, Billy, if you and I figure this one out together, we're going to can this and we're going to sell it on the shelves and we are going to make millions <laughs> and billions and billions because <clears throat> that's the key with everything, I think, in life, uh, to be really a master at anything you want to be good at. Uh, whether that's uh, being great at communication with your spouse or partner, whether that's uh, you know being the person that your child would always come to, no matter what it was, uh, all the way from you know being humble <laughs> and having humility, uh, consistency is the game changer. It's the game winner. Um, I'm going to say. I've never really thought about it this way, but you inspire me with this question to almost start to consider, isn't consistency the biggest byproduct that could happen from clear intention? Because the way I understand intention, and I understand it by the way I've seen myself use it and the way I've seen it be very powerful for other people to use it, it's taking that step every day. It's, it's constantly staying with it. It's the rigorous, the discipline, and in my mind that is the consistency so I might sound like I'm shortcutting the question but I'd love for you to get back to me on this one I'm going to suggest that the key to and I've been looking for it for a long time and so it's ironic the question comes up and it's just now starting to be something I'm seeing show up more and more in my life that consistency where I think Kat mentioned it as balance earlier in every area of my life is I'm being more intention oriented in my life in every area not just the ones where they were out of balance before so those were the ones I was focusing on but being that good steward and really seeing intention on the things that are working and being in gratitude for that and literally the intention being that it, it continues to grow not just now that I got what I want I let off the throttle and I'm no longer thinking about it my intention's not clear on it because I think that's where we fall out of consistency then so I'm still grasping for this one. I will be the first one to admit that's why I love to be around the work constantly and uh, that Psy Seminars is such a blessing to my family, my results, my businesses. Staying around it is because I'm still learning that one, consistency. I found it, uh, I just found recently, it's much, much, much easier to stay in shape than to get back in shape for the summer. So I should have stayed consistent on my workouts is one thing I'm seeing right now. And it is about keeping the ball in front of me, clear intention, the byproduct will be consistency. And so it's one more proof or one more evidence why intention and having the tools to really support intention are so absolutely invaluable. Okay? Yeah, most definitely. Uh, putting those habits in place definitely helps. And you know what? Maybe that is the caveat that you mentioned, Kat, is 
as we said, if you're taking one step towards it every day, a simple, healthy habit. The reason most people don't get the success that they want when they start a new exercise program, a new full diet, a new, oh, let's say, uh, secondary income that they want to take over their primary income, reason most people don't see long-term success or stay with it in the long run enough for it to really pay them back in the returns is because they try and take on a whole life change all at once versus, you know, really getting the tools or, if you will, simple healthy habits and adding them in daily, another simple healthy habit, another simple healthy habit, because when we try and change everything at once, we may see a drastic result, but it goes back to that word consistency, not one that will last, not one will stay consistent in. So excellent caveat. Uh, so up next here, we have a question from Brian. Uh, he wants to know, how do I change my beliefs that I've had all my life? Well, Brian, I'd love to sit down and talk to you about the work that we do in seminars because uh, I don't think anybody can do it on their on their own or by themselves. Um, you know, one of the greatest things I I kind of had a chance to look at and get a chance to look at every time I facilitate the basic is by the time I found this work in my late twenties, twenty eight, twenty seven, twenty eight years old. Um, I've become a collection of everybody else's habits. Um, I learned this here. I learned that there. I learned how to, you know, if you will, a lot of my work ethic from my, my first, you know, job. Uh, and let's just say that I had to relearn it because it, it didn't work. Uh, changing your thoughts, the way you've been thinking, changing your thoughts is one of the most difficult things that human beings will ever do. And, one of the basic principles we work with in the basic is to think is to create. And it is your thoughts that create everything. And so to change the way you think is the most challenging thing a person can take on, and it's also the most fruitful or rewarding because if everything's a product of your thought, well, then change your thoughts, you can totally change your life. And I think we've all heard that. And so the biggest thing I would say is You've been, you said it perfectly, you've had these thoughts all your life. And so to start to use the power of intention first, because you've got to be clear about something you want. You've got to have something that would be worth it to you to challenge yourself enough on your thinking to believe something different, to believe it was possible, to believe that you are worthy, to believe that you can have it and that you do deserve it. You would have to want something bad enough to change your thoughts. Um, the reason that I just had such a phenomenal weekend, I was just in Las Vegas this weekend with a, a phenomenal class, a phenomenal group that took the basic seminar, and what they came out of was this much, much deeper desire for what it was they wanted, to want more, to really be willing to do it, to have the tools to go for it. But I guess I don't have anybody else's answers. What's amazing is when they light up and they find their own. It's what I love about the work we do here at Sci Seminars. That's why it's you learn so much more from what you do, what you experience, not so much what you read, what you hear. And so I'm going to suggest the best answer I could ever give on a podcast, in my opinion, is to say, find something you really want. At least one thing you are deeply passionate about that if, you know, I was a genie and I asked you or told you you could have anything you wanted, the problem is most people can't even tell me what they want. Young kids can. Most adults can't. Get clear about something you really, really want, something that would be worth being wrong about everything else, because that's the biggest thing. Most people would rather be right, and so if you have these thoughts that don't work or these views of yourself or the people of the world that don't empower and inspire you and, and really make your potential something you get to use, you got to start with something you want because you got to want something more than you'd like to be right about the fact that you can't have it. Those are the kind of people I love to play with. That's that's why I had such a great weekend. I had a room full of them. I hope if you haven't taken the class, come take the class. It'd be amazing. And the class I am referring to is the basic seminar. Cat, I know that's a chicken exit. Uh, hi, I have no idea how to answer that without him being clear about something he wants. Uh, that's that's the, if you will, in my opinion, what unleashes all the power. Well, you know, that perfectly fits into these uh, next two questions. I'm going to kind of put these together. 
Uh, first one is, how do I get out of my slump? And the next one is, how do I get unstuck from my daily routine? Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, um, they are one and the same because how many people are in a slump and it's just getting through their daily routine and most people's daily routine is just literally they get up with almost the intention, if you will, of, you know, just getting through one more day. If that, to be honest with you, I think, that is what intention is most widely used for at this point on the face of the planet is people, their only intention sometimes, the only way they use the power is just, let me just go through one more day. And it's like taking a, a tool that could do so much more. And so the biggest thing for getting out of a slump or getting out of a condition, just this is my routine, it really, you said it, it's a perfect guy, it leads into the next question or the last question is, you know, what is it you want? And, and, I ask people that for a living at this point. It is what our work is all about, is finding out what you want and getting there as fast as possible. And so to get out of a slump, um, literally what you're doing is getting up and doing the same thing over and over. And so really it is about, I'll say it again, if you could pick anything in the world, if you could pick a small thing, if you just literally would have something more bigger, better, or different you want in your life, enough to go for a routine, uh, or break a routine is what I'm saying. Same thing with uh, how do I how do I break my day? It, the reason I sound like I'm stammering on this one, I guess the answer is too simple even for me to answer it. And I don't mean simple in that everyone should know it. I mean simple in you have to get off the couch. You have to literally get up and be willing to say, okay, I, even if it's just this today, I'm going to do it. And no one can motivate you. That's that's the biggest thing is I think uh, maybe where intention even comes bigger and truer is you know, what I can do for a living sometimes can be misconstrued or mistaken for motivational speaking. And I, I, ha I can understand why people might have that thought where you go and you, you talk for people. And yes, but what we do is so different in, in that there's, there's no lecture base to it. It is really experiential learning and, and they do it all. It's you got to get off the couch. No one can motivate you. We've been to these, oh, maybe a uh, rah-rah, pump you up, uh, let's, let's go through five minutes of, you know, I, I'm at a different level or somebody got me off my butt or, uh, you know, I felt inspired for a second and then I sat back down. It just, it never works to motivate is, is a tough thing. Now, inspiration is a totally different thing someone gets inspired, they no longer need motivation. They're up, they're at it, they're going, they're doing something. And so as silly as it sounds, again, you've got to pick something you want and be willing to take an action on it. So get your intention clear about something you want. Right now your intention is you're not happy doing it the way you are. Your intention is to keep doing it the same though because you are. We always know our intention based on what our actions are. And so... I know it's maybe not the perfect answer because it's so much easier to have someone be a guru or possibly tell you, well, okay, do this or do this or, you know, think do this. But the truth of the matter is, is you've got to get something you want. You've got to at least get your intention clear, but then the action has to come. You've got to get up. And so I don't care what it is, uh, ladies, uh, to get out of your son, to get out of your pick something. If it's uh, I'm going to set five, ten minutes aside for myself and, uh, you know, paying for myself, if it's going to be I'm going to take on a new new talent, I, I'm going to take on an old passion, and I'm going to just set 15 minutes a day for myself or something, break up the routine with something you're passionate about, and sometimes that's tapping back into your passion is the biggest part of life. So... I'm not meaning to sound crass, but you've got to get off the couch and you've got to have a reason to. What do you want? Well, you know, that actually um, ties into this next question. Uh, this is more of a how-to. So you've been talking about being clear about what you want, and Jenna here is asking if there are any tools on how to be clear and precise with what you want. Absolutely. Uh, you know... <laughs> It really is. It's time to change the way that we think and speak about our dreams. You could almost go by, start by transforming a conversation, just like you know, manifesting a dream begins by setting an intention. Your intentions will assist you in taking greater control of your life. And so, as far as practical tools, you know, 
you could take and start a list of you know, your top ten favorite things in life. What are your top ten passions? What do you what do you really want? Um, you can narrow it down. You can use a vision board, a dream board. But the biggest tools that I'm going to say that actually 100% work are, number one, absolutely listening to you. So many people don't listen to themselves. The very first thought in taking action on this is listening to you. What do you really want? And I'm going to ask that you listen from that higher voice, not the one that you're distracted with, not the one that tells you what you're tired of and you know how bad it is. The true voice. What do you really want? That's the first one. The second practical tool on setting intention is make time for yourself every day. A minimum, minimum of five minutes every day before you even left the house to get clear and just take a breath and know what it is you want to see the day going exactly as you want it to go. That I don't care if it's that, you know, traffic moves perfectly at the drop-off zone as I'm like having my kids exit the car when I drop them off for school so that I get the chance to have my Starbucks the way I like it before I get to the office. You know, literally, Take five minutes of your day to pre-plan your day. Most of us plan our escapes of our day, our vacations, better than we plan our life. I, I don't know of anybody that sets off for the dream vacation and, and has no idea where they're going, doesn't have some type of reservation, doesn't know how they're getting there, doesn't have you know some great things they want to see or some you know pre-scheduled events. So, big one. Take time for yourself. I think that's a forgotten art in today's age. I remember a time before cell phones, before pagers, before it all. And even if it's five minutes, take time for you. See what you want to see happen. Get clear about it. And number three, at least acknowledge what you got done. Sometimes the best way to really get clear about our intention is to see what we are manifesting, to see what is happening when we do it. The reason people keep doing things is because they work. The reason that this company has been around for 40 years providing these opportunities for human beings to tap into their power with nothing more than word-of-mouth advertising is because it works. And so acknowledge yourself. I think that's the biggest step that most people forget is acknowledging. This is what I did do. This is what worked. And then where can I duplicate what worked? And if you find something that didn't work, awesome. We go back to then create a simple, healthy habit in your life. What could you do so you could have a different result next time? And to really, as I said, and I'll say it again, I think it's the most important part, give yourself feedback. Be gentle with the negative. In other words, it's not condemning. It's what would I do differently and how, can I, how soon can I practice that? But also own everything you did and really where would you want to duplicate it? And then here's the one most of us always forget. What other areas in my life would I would it work in? Because if it's working in my relationship, to really listen, to be kind, to truly you know spend those extra five minutes getting in, you know, really how was the day? It'd work in my business too if I really started to take that same kind of caliber and quality about me to my clients. And so if it's working in one area, where else could you take it? Because it's already a strength in you. Where else could you leverage it? And then set your intention to take it to that area. So. Long answers, but three quick, absolutely practical ways to put it into work. Oh, great. Yeah, I mean, I, I have to add to that. There are some amazing tools uh, in the basic seminar. Uh, that is definitely one thing that I see over and over that as a result of, of attending the basic seminar that people get really clear on what it is that they want. So, uh. Absolutely. I've never been more clear in my life. In fact, it's uh, I came to the basic seminar somewhat resistant. And, and the truth of the matter is, is the only thing that I really had intention on was that I knew everything. And, uh, <laughs> you know, with what I found out about me, about life and the basic seminar and the tools, that was the best thing, the tools that I got to apply. It's why, you know, again, I still use them every day. And my intention is to make the biggest difference I can on this planet. And that's why... I took that up, and my intention became to be a basic facilitator, to be able to give more people that opportunity of the basic seminar and the tools and the techniques, because once you start having the life of your dreams, my biggest intention now is everybody that I can come in contact with 
gets to have that same opportunity because it is amazing. And it really does kind of stem back to, you said it, the very vision statement of this company from the beginning. World peace, one mind at a time. If everybody on the face of this planet has the tools, the techniques, and, if you will, the clarity to live the life of their dreams, that's the way that everybody gets to have no more of this jealousy, rage, animosity, even if it is just in the form of procrastination and not getting it done. So I can't speak highly enough of the tools, and uh, that's, as I said, if I was to wrap my intention where it is right now after 14 years in this company uh, and getting you know the beautiful honor of getting to pass along work for approximately the last 10 years, my intention is to make the biggest difference I can, and uh, teaching the basic seminar and giving those tools away is the biggest difference I get to make. Absolutely. Uh, next, we have a question from John. Uh, he wants to know how to break through past failures. Well, the first step is, is stop taking them with you into your new opportunities. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's beautiful how all these questions, and, and it makes sense because I'm sure you put the questions out on intention. Um, truly, it's a great way to look at how we can misuse intention. Oftentimes, when we even feel it, because it's in the verbiage, you've been taking your past failures with you into your new opportunities, and when your intention is, boy, I can't screw this up again. Boy, this can't turn out like that again. It's so funny. Your subjective mind, uh, another one of the great tools to learn in the basic seminar, your subjective mind does not see negative from positive, and that is the voice that really puts everything out to the universe. Um, I'm just going to put it this way. We've all at least wanted something in our life bad enough to use the power of intention, whether it was we wanted a brand-new shiny car, and so we maybe cut the magazine picture out, hung it on the fridge, and funny thing is, you bring it into your life, it'll start showing up everywhere. That's how intention works. And so if you hung that, you know, picture of a car or something you wanted on the on the fridge and you started to look at that picture, it was like seeing gremlins after dark is, you know, kind of a comical little analogy here in that those things started to show up everywhere. But why most people don't manifest and draw in is because their intention isn't really clear. They'll see it, it'll present itself. And when what's left for intention to take over is this I don't want this to turn out badly. I can't have this happen again, which will be the verbiage when we bring our past failures in. Subjective mind, the mind that talks and puts out everything to the universe, doesn't hear negative from positive. So literally what your intention is at that point, just erase the negative thing that that is in front. I don't want this. Subjective mind doesn't hear that. Because you see the picture in your mind is still a negative thing. So I'm sure we've all done it at least once in our life, I'm being kind to myself and everybody else on it all, that we've thought about something it was that we did not want to have happen. And when our intention goes and can be used for the negative, we start seeing these negative images. You know, even though you're saying with your subconscious mind, I don't want this, this just can't happen, what, all these things don't get heard by the subconscious mind because they just see the pictures, feel the emotions, everything else, and it's literally what you end up drawing into you. And so I guess... That's how we can use an intention, because as with all the great forces out there, they can be used for positive or for negative. And so that's how we can use intention as a negative. And so the biggest thing I'd say in not taking your past failures with you, it's why people would say, why would you start a new business when the depression was going? And I was telling them, not the Great Depression, I'm not that old, but this last uh, (laughs) dip we had in our economy, they would ask me, why are you starting businesses right now? And I was saying, because it's the perfect time. Everyone else that was competition with me out there was running from failure. All that they were doing was trying not to close the doors, to keep them open, trying not to go out of business, trying not to fail. And in those times where all your competition, if you will, is playing at that level, if you don't open that next branch, if you don't move, you're because you're always in growth or decay, you're missing out on having an opportunity. Because when everybody else was running or trying not to fail, it's the perfect time to go in with your clear intention and one intention only, only one acceptable result is success. You're the only one out there playing in the area right now at 100% success. The only one that's only focused on success. The market's all yours. And so the biggest thing I would say is 
go in with a clear intention of the success you're going to have, not that I can't fail again. It's the biggest trap. And so get your intention absolutely 100% clear. What is this opportunity going to bring? And then so what, now what? as far as whatever happened in the past. The past can no longer control you unless you allow it to, and that is some of the most valuable work that we do in this Arena Site Seminars is truly distancing yourself from the past that didn't work, not by not looking at it or anything else, but truly by that's the separation between scarcity and an abundance consciousness. That's the difference between always having your so-and-sos around you and saying, well, at least my marriage isn't as bad as so-and-sos, or at least, you know, I'm not as bad off financially as so-and-so because we're only looking at the past and, well, at least I'm not as bad. What do you really want in the success? So, again, that question falls perfectly. How do you avoid bringing your past failures with you? Decide what you want in the future. Get very intent on the win and don't let those thoughts of that last way that it didn't work out, don't take anything away from that other than what are you doing differently right now? That's what works. Perfect. Uh, so I'm going to, I've got three questions here that I'm going to put together because uh, they're all related to the same thing. Uh, first is, how can I use my intention to create abundance and wealth? Secondly, uh, what if you have clear intention but cannot get past fear due to financial situation? And next, how do you break the scarcity, never enough mindset? So all of those speak to scarcity uh, versus abundance, and uh, how does intention tie into that? Well, they are one and the same. <laughs> Gosh, you know, this is wonderful. Um, I'll just start with the scarcity because it is something we don't like to address. Oftentimes we don't even like to look in our own life and realize where it is going on. It can be uncomfortable. Um, and usually when we're in a scarcity mindset, if you will, or anything scarce in our life, all we know is we are lacking and we don't really want to look at anything else. And so we all know that person or have been that person where we were in, stuck in scarcity. We couldn't see it any other way. And I'll just take it on just from a financial place. We've, we've all know, known somebody or were somebody that uh, said, I'll never afford it. I can't afford that. I don't have enough. I'll never have it. And then the ironic thing is, is even if you get this influx of money, uh, a tax refund that uh, is you were expecting, uh, maybe an inheritance you weren't expecting, with that scarcity, you will still draw back in exactly a net zero. In other words, uh, you're literally drawing from the universe. Uh, you know, the washing machine will blow up, the transmission on the car will go out. Something will go right back to zero. And it's always ironic to me that it's the exact influx, uh, the exact repair bill is. It, it's a net wash. And so it really does tie back into the last question or the tangent I went on on the last question of how do you use your intention around getting over fear, getting over scarcity? And let's be honest, most fear is over the very topic I just talked about, when I can't afford one more mistake. I can't afford one more negative check on me. Um, with what happened in the economy, I don't think I'm uh, you know, bringing light to anything that is, is new information. Uh, I was in land development, construction. I own construction companies, all kinds of things. And so my wife being in real estate, uh, I'm... You know, we could look at it the same way. How would we not be carrying all these past failures around with us? Because we got smacked down hard. Um, you know, using the same tools now that I created with this work to build it all back at a much higher level, but it's different now because the same the, the game has changed quite a bit. And I still know people out there that are trying to make it back uh, using the same way they made it the first time, and that way doesn't even exist anymore. And so, how do you get past fear? Well. You're never going to get totally past fear. Half the things I'm taking on and they're doing right now scare me a lot, <laughs> uh, quite honestly. I, I'm working on playing a really big game in my life. But fear is now an ally to me in the fact that it's an emotion, it's an energy. Again, this is something I learned up at the Life Success course, uh, one of the advanced courses for site seminars. Really taking on fear is that ally. Because fear will always be present when you want something more bigger and better than what you have. But what keeps us in fear from not using that energy to move forward, but using it to you know, hold back, 
is the scarcity mindset that we can't see it any other way, that the thought of it's going to turn out poorly or the thought of I'm going to fail again keeps us from even taking action. Um, you know, I, I'll just quote Donald Trump here because, you know, goodness, I'm not wearing his hairdo, so I will do him homage in a different way. And that is uh, Donald Trump has said many, many times, you know, take take my money, take my buildings, take everything from me, but believe, leave me me and my belief in me, and I'll have it all back this quick. And he's done it many, many times. I, I, I've done it, you know, once in my life, coming back out of it now. But in my opinion, when all of those things happen, everybody gets so afraid of making another mistake, so afraid of uh, doing it wrong again, and that fear, that afraidness, turned into the very thing we're talking about, of seeing the poor end result of seeing the I can't have this and it's the only image I can wrap my mind around which we manifest from our thoughts and so they're all one and the same and that is if you were to look at your intention as being your compass the needle on it you know your compass doesn't hear don't take me here your compass doesn't hear I don't want to go there right now your compass just points the needle and if you follow the needle that's the direction you're headed in you can't tell your compass, I want to go south and <laughs> follow it to the north. It just, you know, it's, it's, a, it's an instrument. Your intention is much the same. And so it's the pictures we hold, the thoughts that we think, the feelings, the emotions we have. And to use it towards abundance, you've got to literally, again, be on that side. So many people out there in life are still playing with, what would this cost me? What would I have to give up? What would I have to lose if this happened? Well, you know what? You're going to set yourself to fail right there. That's that scarcity. You go over to abundance and it's, what would you hope to gain? What would it look like if you really went there? You know, why would you really want to do it? And how big could it be? And so in staying in the vein of intention, you know, this, this one, this one's a tough question to wrap on, Gab, because now I, I, I almost want to start the basic seminar right now and jump in and go. It's, it's just, it is literally, if you could have the life of your dreams, because I truly believe every human being on this planet can, especially if they're willing to do the work to have it. But if you could truly have the life of your dreams, what would it look like? And what if you allowed yourself to dream that big and hold that thought that high and see it that magnificent in full color? Because usually what's going on is all we can see when we close our eyes and all we can see when we supposedly dream is what we don't want and what we're afraid of. And so if you can't yet get yourself to the place where as an adult you used to be able to do it as a child, to dream, to see what you want, to really make the life of your dreams, to get your intention clear as we've talked about it, set your sights on something you want, have the tools to back it, have the energy to go. I implore you, take yourself on. Life is so big out there, but it starts with, again, you got to be able to see it to believe it. Most people say, oh, I'll believe it when I see it. Well, be a visionary. Tom Wilhite founder of this company, visionary. See something as amazing as it can be. See it for all its beauty. See it for what is possible. And then equip yourself and take the actions to it and never stop believing in it. Never stop dreaming and never stop seeing it at that perfect end result. Don't allow yourself to see it any other way. And then it's everything we talked about with intention. When there becomes only one acceptable outcome, only one, with my son, there was only one acceptable outcome. When you're unwilling to settle for anything less, that is 100% pure intention. That's where abundance comes in. That's where all of it comes in. Get yourself in a space in your life where you're excited about something and then equip yourself with the tools to really have it. You'll never regret that. Never. But that's where abundance comes from. Truly, you've got to see it. You've got to want it. And you can live on either side of the fence. It's, I guess, an old saying. <laughs> Which side of the fence is the grass greener on? It's on on whichever side you fertilize and water most. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a perfect note to end our call on. Uh, we are out of time. Uh, it's such an amazing call. Uh, thank you so much, Todd, for uh, being with us on the call and sharing your insights with us tonight. 
you bet. Uh, you know, it, it's it's the amazing thing why I love being around this work. As I was uh, on the call and hearing myself talk, uh, I was writing down notes of uh, what I'm excited about and what I'm getting started on tomorrow. So, um Kat, I appreciate your time. I hope that this was fruitful for everybody. And I think if we uh, wrap it all up into one last thing, it is, uh, you know, take action. Take action on passion in your life. Our passions are usually the one thing that we see think we're always going to have time for, that we'll always get to, that we're, you know, going to put off till some a day. And I have yet for anybody to come up and be able to show me where some a day is in their calendar. So if nothing else out of this call, get inspired, take action on something you're passionate about, make the world more beautiful, add your beauty to it, do something, at least one step towards something you're passionate about today or tomorrow, and then acknowledge yourself for it and get your intention clear on what's going to be the next amazing thing you're going to do. All right. Well, thank you again, Todd, and thank you to everyone listening in. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed the call and have some new tools to move you forward in the pursuit of your dreams and goals. You definitely don't want to miss next month's call. It's scheduled for Tuesday, April 8th, and the topic is how to be a number one thinker. You can register now at PSITeleseminars.com, and remember to ask your questions when you register. Again, that's PSITeleseminars.com. As many of you know, we post live updates during the call on our Facebook page, and we love having your input. Go to facebook.com forward slash PSI seminars and share your thoughts. Let us know what you got out of the call and uh, how you're going to implement this in your life. Again, for those of you who are new to PSI seminars and would like to find out more about the PSI basic seminar or any of our advanced courses, you can go to psiseminars.com where you'll find information about all of our courses as well as the dates and locations for upcoming classes. That's PSISeminars.com. Thank you again, everyone, for being on the call tonight. We appreciate you taking the time out to listen in, and have a great night.